You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice. This is Episode 2, Self-Confidence. Grow a Thriving Practice, a podcast made for biofield tuning practitioners, offering the resources to enhance your practice, grow your business, and continue your journey of self-discovery. I'm your host, Jillian Faldmo. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful day. Today, we're going to be talking about self-confidence. And I want to clear the air right away and just say that self-confidence is different from arrogance, okay? Arrogance or bragging. Um, Arrogance comes from actually a place of low self-confidence. And it's thinking that you're better than someone else and you keep trying to prove it, right? It's sort of overcompensating for that low self-confidence or insecurity. Self-confidence is something that we're not born with. It's a skill that we practice, and it's an emotion or a state of being that says that we are all capable and we are all amazing. We all have our unique gifts and qualities, and I am embodying mine. Now, a lot of people think that self-confidence is something that people are born with. Like, there's people that are just naturally self-confident, um, and it's, it's, it's inherent in them. And that's not the case. Um, some people may have an easier time practicing uh, self-confidence and being in that state of being. Um, but oftentimes, it's something that we have to practice and get really good at. As an example, do you remember the first time that you felt confident at pouring a glass of water? Probably not. Right? But it's something that we start practicing at an early age. Um, I can remember myself pouring a glass of water and especially, you know, having my mom watch me like, don't spill, don't spill. And I was like super nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to spill. Right? But I tried really hard not to. It took me a few times of pouring a glass of water, sometimes spilling, sometimes or failing, let's say, before I became competent before I became confident, right? Usually competence generates more confidence. But another thing that generates confidence is our actual thoughts. What we are believing in the moment about ourselves. If we have thoughts such as, I'm an imposter, or I've never done this before, or failure is weakness, or I don't know how, or rejection is the worst thing that can happen, those thoughts are going to create insecurity. They're going to create feelings that are not going to drive actions toward our goals. When we continue to practice these thoughts, we become really good at staying within our comfort zone. And in order to be comfortable, become confident at something, we have to be willing to experience discomfort consistently. Okay, so I heard Lionel, I was watching American Idol yesterday. I don't usually watch that show, but I was watching it and I got really sucked in actually. My husband this morning was like, when's the next American Idol on? We got really sucked in. So um, 
Anyway, Lionel Richie said something. He said, he said something like, discomfort is on the edge of the rest of your life. And I don't know if those were his words exactly, but it kind of goes along with one of another quote that I love is discomfort is the price of growth. If we are consistently staying within our comfort zone, we aren't growing. We aren't evolving. Okay. So when we have self-confidence, we're able to create more goals. We're able to take more action. We're able to talk to more people, take more risks achieve more. We're able to believe beyond our current capabilities and we're able to live in our future. And like I keep saying, it's something that we have to practice. And there's three parts of this. It's one is the ability to trust yourself, to trust that you're capable of experiencing XYZ. The second is knowing that you can experience any emotion. Often what comes up um, when we are practicing being self-confident is fear. And a lot of people think that confident people are comfortable and they don't feel afraid, but that's actually not true. Confident people are comfortable with the uncomfortable. They're not afraid of fear but they do experience fear. The third part of having self-confidence is your opinion of yourself. What you're currently believing about yourself. I was talking with a client earlier today and we were talking about her business and we discovered that one of the thoughts that she was believing about herself was that she was an imposter. That she was in an area of health and wellness that she had no business being in. And I could see clearly that that wasn't true, just knowing what her gifts and talents were. But having these thoughts, such as I'm an imposter, it created a feeling in her of insecurity. And this feeling of insecurity started affecting what she was doing and how she was showing up in the world. She was beating herself up mentally. She was eating a bunch of sugar. She's changing her rates and um, offering lower than what, than what she's worth. And she's not showing up from a confident place. And the, the effect that this had on her was that she actually wasn't valuing herself. And she was proving the thought to be true that no one likes her or values what she does because she wasn't actually from that place putting any value out into the world. Uncovering this for her was huge because she could pinpoint exactly the thought that was leading her to feel insecure and not confident. And so what we did, we sat with that for a while. And what we did was we asked what thought would generate confidence right now? And the thought that she came up with was, it's okay to learn as I go. And I asked her, does that thought generate a feeling of confidence in you? And she said, yes, it does. I asked her, what would you do if you felt confident 
right now? What kind of actions would you take? And she said, well, I'd continue to make offers. I'd create some material for my online course and I'd put it out there and I would just take one step at a time and be easy on myself. And the effect that that had on her was perpetuating that thought of that belief of it's okay to learn as I go. Can you see how when we think thoughts about ourselves, we actually create a certain result in our life? It, they have an effect on us. And you know when you're buying in to certain beliefs and thoughts based on what you're feeling. So if you're feeling insecure, you are actually choosing to think thoughts that would generate insecurity. When you're feeling confident, you're choosing to think thoughts that would generate confidence. So the reasons why we don't have confidence is because we're not believing thoughts that would generate it. We don't trust ourselves. We're afraid of feeling our emotions. And the way to make this a skill is to continue to practice those thoughts. Practice them until they become a belief. Increasing self-confidence comes from changing your thoughts about yourself. And you can increase it by considering the possibility of what you can create in the future. The more certain you are of the possibility, the more confidence you'll have moving toward it. I want you to imagine your life if you were willing to feel failure and disappointment on purpose and without resistance. Imagine if you were just able to lean into failure. If you were just able to lean into disappointment, lean into rejection and just welcome it with open arms. Just imagine what you could create. Imagine the goals you would start to achieve. Now, your brain doesn't want to produce self-confidence naturally, right? Our brains are actually des designed to look for things that are wrong, to produce fear, to produce worry and doubt. So when you're building the skill of self-confidence, you have to work against your own humanness your own programming, and your own beliefs and your thinking. You actually have to train your brain to produce it naturally. So we've got these neural pathways formed when we're believing certain things. If we have a, a neural pathway that's creating that feeling of insecurity, that's going to be our go-to, right? So we have to start practicing more of those thoughts. It's okay to learn as I go right? I have my own back. Fear is no big deal. I was made for this. Failure earns success. The better I fail, the more confident I am. Worry only pretends to feel necessary. And then I love this thought. When my brain is giving me fear, when my brain is giving me a reason not to move toward my goals, I ask, so what? What's the worst thing that can happen? Do the things you are scared to do and repeat because we get good at what we practice. I'd like to challenge you to do something today that scares you. Maybe it's having a conversation with someone you've been avoiding because you're afraid it will be uncomfortable. Or maybe it'll be something silly or uncomfortable like, you know, asking someone for something free or whatever it might be. Dare yourself to do something scary today and do it anyway. 
And just allow yourself to feel whatever arises. And I promise you, you will be one step closer to increasing self-confidence. And then I just have some final tips for you today. Stand tall and open your chest. There's actually research that shows that the way that our posture is, the way that we stand and sit, can actually change our emotional state. So standing with your feet planted on the floor, your chest up and out, breathing deeply, can change your emotional state pretty quickly. Dress up and own it. Wear your best outfit. Feel good about yourself. Speak up more. Practice saying what you mean. Smile. Again, another hijack to the body and the emotional state smiling. Talk about your future as if it's absolutely inevitable. Read and listen to things that are uplifting. Give compliments to others and mean them. I really find this in my coaching practice when I'm focusing on other people and less on myself. The emotional state that's generated goes can go from insecurity, fear, discomfort, to compassion, love, and gratitude. And those are all emotions that are supportive of confidence. And when you feel courage, which doesn't feel like a very good emotion always, when you feel courage, I want you to memorize it. Really take it in. Memorize what it feels like so that next time you feel it, you can move right through it. And then last but not least, just keep being your awesome self. There's no one like you in the world. And we need to hear what you have to say. I hope you enjoyed listening. I'll see you next time. If you would like to grow a thriving practice, I'm here as your coach. Check out my program at JillianFaldmo.com and schedule your free consultation today.